Hello and welcome to the podcast from Holy Trinity Westerhales. We're delighted that you've joined us for this week's podcast and pray that you would be blessed through it. And uh, we're in uh, the scripture in Psalm 66, if you want to have that uh, open before you. And as we come to um, look at God's word, let's bow our heads. Thank you, Jesus, that you are strong and kind. And Lord, we want that strength to do the things you've called us to do, whether we be speaking, listening, serving, doing, or being. Lord, be our strength. We remember your kindness towards us. And as we come to your word, we pray it would come alive for us, that we would know we have things to live for in this world because of Jesus. And may the speaker decrease so that Jesus Christ of Nazareth may increase, for we ask it in his holy name. Amen. Amen. Um, I want to share on one level a very simple message this morning. Um, I want to speak about a test to testimony. Now, all of us have experienced a test in our lives. Every single one of you have experienced what it is to go through a, through a test. Um, it could be a simple test. You could have gone for an eye test or a, or a hearing test or something like that, or you had tests in school. Um, there was only one test I ever really looked forward to. Uh, and you might be able to guess because you know me now. You know it was my driving test. That was all. That was all. Under your nod, that's all. I, I mean, honestly, from 16 years old, I am like, what's the day I'm allowed to apply for, for apply for this so I could get my provisional license? And uh, it was. Uh, I mean, it was the easiest test in the world for me because I t- I passed my test on the Isle of Lewis. Uh, there was only one set of traffic lights. Uh, the, uh, they don't do the emergency stop, you know, where they tap on the dashboard. They don't do that. They just wait for a sheep to come out, and then that's, if you, if you don't hit it, you pass. So, uh, so I, I got my license, so excited, and, and so I went to my dad, and I, I said to my dad, uh, Dad, um, I've got my license. Can we chat about the use of the car? And my dad looked at me, and he said, uh, Son, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll do you a deal. You, you get your grades up from a B to an A average, and you study your Bible a bit more, and get your hair cut, and we'll talk about the car. So uh, I thought about it, and I thought, okay, I'll accept the deal. So six weeks later, um, talking to my dad, and my dad says to me, son, I've noticed, I've noticed you've got your grades up from a B to an A, and uh, you've been studying your Bible as well. I've noticed that a little bit, and, uh, but I'm really disappointed in you because you've not got your hair cut. So I said to my dad, I said, well, dad, I've been, I've been studying my Bible, and I've been reading that uh, John the Baptist, he had long hair, and uh, Samson, he had long hair, and Moses, he had long hair. And there's even, Dad, good historical evidence to suggest that Jesus had long hair. And quick as a flash, my dad said, and you'll also have noticed they all walked everywhere they went. (laughs) 
How many of us know that God tests us? Some of you know. Some of you not. Some of you not. Not so sure. Uh, one of my sort of heroes of the faith is Smith Wigglesworth, and uh, Smith Wigglesworth he said a very famous quote that's been sort of requoted a million times, I think, in churches down uh, down through the past few decades and that. But this is what he said. He said, "Great testimonies of the are the outcome of great tests. Great triumphs can only come out of great trials." So I'm going to turn to uh, Psalm 66, and there we'll read about God testing us. Verse 8, praise our God, O peoples, let the sound of his praise be heard. It's so right that we praise God, that we spend time in worship. Um, it's, you know, it, probably if it can't be heard outside the building, it's not loud enough, probably not. It says, praise God, all all peoples, let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives, and he's kept our feet from slipping. For you, O God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. For you, O God, tested us. You refined us like silver. We read there, and we read in the psalm, that God tests his people. But I want to sort of destroy one or two sacred cows around this. Um, you know what they say about sacred cows. You know, they make the best burgers. And, uh, but you know what I mean by a sacred cow? Things that a lot of Christians believe and just assume is true But when you bring it into the light of what the scripture says, it turns out it's not true. Uh, And one of these is, because I've heard a lot of Christians say it, um, God tests us to see how much we can take. God tests us to see how strong we really are. And so I want to tell you, church, this morning, that I believe that is completely unbiblical. God does not test us to see and does not test you to see how much you can take. He tests you so that the gold and silver that he's placed in you may be revealed in your life. He tests you so that the treasures that he has buried within you and placed within you may come to the fore. And I'm speaking to Christians this morning. I'm speaking to those that if you've believed in Jesus, according to the promise uh, of Ezekiel, is that when you became a Christian, God gave you a new heart. It was a work of his Holy Spirit. He put his spirit in you, but God gives us a new heart. If you've not come to Jesus yet, then you've not yet got that new heart and the Bible has some scary things to say about our hearts before we come to Jesus. It says that our, the heart is, is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can find a cure for it? There is no cure for it, actually. And you'll know this to be true. And Jesus has to give you a new heart. But when you come to Jesus, you get the promise. And you get given a brand new heart. And God has buried treasures within you. He's buried the picture in the Bible as gold and silver. That is why when you read about tests 
in the Bible and people going through tests, they are very closely associated with the crucible and the furnace. You'll read it over and over, and today's passage is no different. For you, O God, tested us, you refined us like silver. And you know the, the classic illustration, isn't it, of, of, of that, that crucible of silver and the refiner coming and heating it up to, I think it's about 800 degrees centigrade, when the silver melts and the impurities coming up to the surface and the refiner skimming off all the impurities off the top of the silver and then cooling it down and then heating it up again and other impurities come to the surface and he skims off. And when does the refiner know that it's pure silver? When does he know? When he can see his face in it. And in the midst of the test, God is refining us until he can see his face. The Lord Jesus can see his face reflected in you and in me. The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the heart of his child. Proverbs 17.3. It tells us in the Bible that King Hezekiah, um, that God was with him, and it then tells us that God withdrew from what... Hezekiah, as happened in the Old Testament. If that worries you, that does not happen in the New Testament when you become a believer in Jesus because Jesus promised never to leave you, never to forsake you. The Holy Spirit has come to live within you as part of that promise of Ezekiel, not just to give you a new heart, but to put his spirit, the Holy Spirit, in you. And you'll never be alone. But in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would only come for a time upon people. And then he might withdraw. And God withdrew from Hezekiah. And the Bible tells us that God withdrew from Hezekiah to see what was in his heart, to test what was in his heart. Not to see how much he could take, <laughs> but to test what was in his heart. Because God wants to reveal the gold and the silver, all the treasures he's placed in each one of us who's believed in Jesus Christ. I want to reflect Jesus, I don't know about you, but most of the time I feel like I'm a really poor reflection of that. And because I know that, I know, oh, there's going to be another time of testing. You know, as soon as you know I'm a poor reflection of Jesus, oh yeah, there's going to be another time because he wants, to, he wants to see me in him. On earth, we're Jesus' representatives. And God allows us to go through the time of testing. And sometimes we have to be able to say like the psalmist, you, God, did this. It's not easy. In fact, it's brutal. It's hard. Many of us over the past few years feeling very much like that. Things have been tough. We're going through the pandemic. We're feeling weighed down with heavy loads. Some of you have lost jobs. Some of you have lost your confidence not as confident as you used to be and you feel that and you feel like I'm not, not as confident going out I'm not a, as confident volunteering for things I'm not as confident leading things I'm not as, a lot of people feel you lost lots of things and you think and then we've got war in, in Ukraine and we're devastated by that and that's leading to all kinds of pressures for people financially as well across the world as prices and inflation goes up and some are worried about the future and their futures and, and we're going God how much more can we take it's just one thing after another 
But you see, when God tests us, God does not set us up to fail. God never tests us so that we fail. God always tests us so that the silver and gold may be revealed. In fact, we read that very thing in Psalm 66. For you, God, have kept our feet from slipping. You keep us from falling. You keep us from failing. God does not set you up up to fall or to fail. Maybe in school you had a teacher. Most teachers are very wonderful people. But maybe you had one bad egg. I know I had one once. Took great delight in seeing me fail. Maybe you had a teacher at some point just set you up to fail. God does not set you up to fail. God is not sitting in heaven in that classic illustration, hovering over the smite button, looking for someone to go, smite! This is the truth the Bible says. It says, the the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth, looking to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. So here's the picture in the Bible. God's not looking for us to fail. God's not looking to smite us. It says the eyes of the Lord, they're ranging throughout the earth. Maybe that's quite a fearful thought. But what is God looking to do for you and for me? Shout today. What's he looking to do? Strengthen us. This is what God's looking to do. This is God's heart towards you. He's looking for a people to strengthen. Holy Trinity, he's looking for a people. People whose hearts are fully committed to him, but he's looking for a people to strengthen. And one of the ways he's going to do that is taking you through the time of testing, through the time of trial. It's not going to be easy, but he's looking to strengthen you in the midst of that. That's really encouraging to me to know that God wants to strengthen us. There is a picture I've been carrying the last few months. Um, Some of you will have heard this because I've been sharing it with individual groups, first of all with those who lead worship within our church and those who share uh, prophecy and the Iron Sharpens Iron team that come together. They're a group of elders who come to seek God and to ask God uh, if there are any specific words that God has for us as a church. What is the Spirit saying to the church? Just as they did in the book of Revelation and spoke to very individual churches and said, these are the issues for you. God wants to tell us. He's got praise for us sometimes, and he's also got rebuke for us sometimes. And so meeting together for that, and then I began to share it as we were thinking about the presbytery plan. But I realize there'll be some of you I haven't shared this picture with, and I'm sharing it again because uh, a lot of people have spoken to me and said that this picture is stuck in their mind. And it's something that, uh, if we go into the next screen, it, it was a picture that was given to me as I was walking in the Kelpies, you know, those great big horses and uh, Falkirk. And uh, I, I was walking there and I was asking the Lord about what I should share uh, with a certain group. And uh, I found myself asking, or maybe it was the Lord, uh, asking um, a prophetic question, which is, what do you see? In fact, that is the prophetic question, Okay. What do you see? You see all throughout the Old Testament, that is the prophetic question. What do you see? And I looked up as I'm praying, and I saw this. And it was just written in the side next to the Kelpies. And I read it, and it said, Bow down your strong heads and taste the water. Bow down 
your strong heads and taste the water. I didn't know where it was from. I know where it's from now. It's from uh, a, a man called uh, Jim Carruths, who is the poet laureate of Glasgow. Who knew? Glasgow had a poet laureate, but they do. They do. Yeah, I can say that in Edinburgh. I wouldn't use that joke in, uh, in Glasgow. Uh, and, uh, but I'm seeing this picture. And suddenly all these verses of scripture start just flooding over me as I'm looking at this. And, and as, as I'm looking at it, I'm going, I'm taking a picture of this, got my phone out. And I'm just seeing, bow down. And I'm just like, just this call within the Bible to come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our maker, for he is our God and we are the flock under his care. We read actually in Psalm 66, all the earth bows down to you. <laughs> all the earth bows down to you. There's a, there's a call within the scripture, isn't there? If my people, there's a call from heaven, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, get humble down and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven and I'll forgive them their sins and I'll heal their land, I'll bless them when we get humble down. And so there's this call in the midst of trials, in the midst of tests, and you might feel you're going through something right now, get humble down before God. Bow down your strong heads. Do you know God has given you a strong head? Maybe you feel like your head's been run over. In fact, we read that actually in Psalm 66 there. You let, God, you let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and water but you brought us to a place of abundance. You'd let this happen, God. You let people ride over our heads. And that's what, what the last few years has felt like for some people. You've been told what to do and when you can do it and what you're not allowed to do and what you're not can do it. And, and, and it just feels like people are just riding over your heads and people have got themselves in quite a mental state. And can I add, people have got themselves sometimes in a real spiritual state as well as people just kept riding over their heads. But this happens in the time of testing. And God might even let it happen. But God wants you to know, he's given you a strong head. <laughs> the New Testament tells us that, that you've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. You've been given a strong head. You've been given strong heads. And when we feel the enemy's coming in like a flood, sometimes... You've just got to go through the fire. There isn't any escape from it. There's, there's not a way around it. It's just going to be the path that God has set before us. You're going to have to go through the fire, go through the flood, go through the struggle, go through the test in order that the gold and the silver can really be revealed. In order that God might bring about what the New Testament talks about, the, that, these, that these trials and these times of testing producing perseverance within us, producing maturity in Jesus Christ our Lord. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. It's an interesting word, that word, uh, Abundance, uh, I looked it up, not showing off. I, I just look up my Strong's Concordance, that's what I do, and uh, we see a Hebrew word there. Uh, it's uh, ruaya, that word abundance there, ruaya. 
only used twice in the Bible. The first time it's used, you know the place. Psalm 23, you've sung it a million times. You have set a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. That, that word overflows is this Hebrew word rewire. And the second time it's used is here. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. Here's, 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 the, here's the end result of God's people going through the time of testing. If you can keep your head in such a time as that, if you can get yourself humbled down, even though people feel like, feels like things are just riding over your heads you have no control over, if you can say, God, and stop saying, God, why would you let this happen to me? But rather say, God, you let this happen but you've given me a strong head. You've given me a sound mind. You've told me in advance, this is going to happen for believers. And the end result is that you would bring us into a place of abundance, amen? God wants to bring you into this place of abundance. And that's what I'm praying for. I'm praying for that um, Abundance. I've told you before about uh, my brother coming to faith over the past few years. And it's one of the real encouragements is that he phones me up and says, Ian, I've got a word for you. And it's just like, just amazing. Just to, my own brother, just so far away from the Lord. And now he phones me up. And uh, uh, the last word he shared with me, he said, I, I, just, I just feel I want to share uh, this word, Ephesians 3.20, uh, about him who can do immeasurably more, exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. And uh, my brother's going to be speaking, preaching his first uh, sermon or sermonette at, at his church. And he's going to pre I know he's going to preach on that very, that very verse. But it's a, one it's a wonderful, uh, if we go into the next screen, a wonderful verse of Scripture. Our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. And as we come to the end of this, I just want to remind you of something that, that I know I'm to keep reminding you because it's about our vision values here at Holy Trinity. Remember, it spells the word able. And it's about asking God, asking big of a big God, about believing for God's supernatural intervention. It's about loving the one in front of you. Don't have to worry about, oh, the needs are too big in the world or they're too big in the community. Just love the person who's, who God brings into your path. Love that person. And enjoying God and enjoying one another. So these are the values that, uh, that we want to embody here at Holy, Holy Trinity. And I was thinking about that word abundantly and going, I want to I be asking abundantly. I want to be asking God. I'm asking God abundantly now because... I'm saying, God, we're going to need your help. People are facing so much spiraling costs, and I want to be able to, we want to be able to increase people's salaries who work for Holy Trinity. We don't want to leave them at the same salary level and their salary going down. We want to be able to incre increase that, and I'll need your help with that because we want to bless them in every way we can. We want to find somebody very soon, and we'll be talking about that, so about someone to, uh, to run the food bank, 
uh, and to take over some of those roles, and we're speaking about that um, at the moment. And of course, the, all these things cost, cost money, and we know that's needed, and we're so grateful to Rita, who's been running that on a volunteer basis. But the food bank has just grown arms and legs. It's an amazing ministry. God is blessing it abundantly. But we want someone to have that right oversight over that. And so I'm asking, praying abundantly for God's abundance in the midsteps. So we want to ask abundantly. We want to believe abundantly because I can only believe something when I know God has said it, you know. And so if God said it, if it was just about, oh, yeah, we want this and we want that, if, if that was just me saying that, well, that's a waste of time. You can't believe for that. But if God has said it and God has said it in his word that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever think or imagine, then exciting things can begin to happen. Loving abundantly, enjoying abundantly. You know, God, uh, well, I know people sometimes say, you know, I wish, wish, I had a, wish I had an amazing testimony. And you have to be careful saying, I wish I had an amazing, you know, some people say, I wish I, wish I had an amazing testimony. My, my testimony is quite boring. You're very blessed if you have a boring testimony. That's, I always remember Aaron, uh, Aaron saying, that's, that's my prayer for my children, that they'll have a boring testimony. <laughs> they won't get into the dark places and that. If you want to hear an amazing testimony, come, and, come, come tonight uh, to Holy Trinity at 6.30. That'll be great and hear amazing testimony. Be careful what you wish for. You say, I wish I had amazing testimony because great testimonies, amazing testimonies come out of great tests. And great triumphs come out of great trials but we don't run away from them. And we believe God wants to bring, bring this new testimony and that testimony of abundance. You let men ride over our heads, the psalmist said. We went through fire and water, but you brought us into a place of abundance. That's where I'm heading. Don't feel I've fully made it yet. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be able to take you with me <laughs> or you'll take me with you into that place of abundance. Let's pray for a moment. Yes, Lord. Father, it's, it's good sometimes when we laugh about things and laugh about ourselves, um, but when we're going through the time of real test and trial, uh, it's almost impossible to laugh in the midst of that. And our hearts may be broken and we're really in the place of struggle. And yet your promise still stands that in the midst of that, you have not set us up to fail. Thank you that your eyes are upon us, Lord. Thank you that you're looking for a people to strengthen. Lord, would you set your eye upon Holy Trinity Church? Lord, would you find here a people as we lift our eyes to you? We're looking for you to strengthen us. We need your strength. By ourselves, we're weak, but you're strong. Lord, make our hearts fully committed to you Refine off the dross, the false thoughts about you. Make us pure 
and holy. And Lord, when we get realize we're so far from that, and we're not reflecting Jesus, help us to come back to you, keeping short accounts. Lord, if we can avoid the trial and the test, save us from the time of trial. But if we're in it already, we remember, Lord, that you will use it to bring us ultimately into a place of abundance. And we believe you're the God of abundance. You're the God of provision. You're the God who owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And so help us this day. May this be a day of testimony to you bringing us through the time of trial into life in Jesus. Whatever prayers have been prayed in this place, Lord, and maybe there's been some big prayers, some medium ones, Lord, would you answer those prayers but exceedingly abundantly more than we ever ever asked? And do it for Jesus' sake, your son whom you love. Do it for the sake of a lost world, people who need to meet with you. And so, Lord, we offer this prayer to you, as well as the silent cries of our own heart. Whatever we're facing right now, in all things, Lord, may we remember that you're working for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello and welcome to the podcast from Holy Trinity Wester Hales. We're delighted that you've joined us for this week's podcast and pray that you would be blessed through it.